0: I know there's a tendency to try to do things a little bit different because of Christmas Eve, and we'll do things a little bit different. It will be abbreviated tonight because we want to spend time with family. But if we're going to have church, and we have to have church and let the Holy Spirit move and do what He wants to do, and I'm so thankful that so many of these Christmas hymns are full of the Word of God and they're anointed. We cannot allow Christmas to become just a materialistic holiday and uh, as it has become, and it's all about money and there's Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Super Return Tuesday and whatever it is. But you guys all perceive it. These are the last days. Everything we stand for is under attack and it's never going to back off. It's only going to get worse and worse. Uh, I just read statistics this week that said uh, that, that and it was a truthful statistic. And, and their argument was this. There's not a war against Christmas. And their point was this. Nobody's attacking it. People just don't care anymore. That was their point. It's not that there's a blatant attack. It's just that more and more people don't even care anymore. And the statistic that was released this week said 61% of Americans don't even believe in the Christmas story anymore. They don't believe in the virgin birth. They don't believe in the wise men. They don't believe in the shepherds. It's all just, it's just religion. And so when that's the case, we don't have to have an attack on Christmas It just disintegrates under America's lack of faith. And so uh, we want to make sure we keep Jesus Christ front and center in our lives. And this is all home, folks. You guys know this. You you do this. But we also realize that we can't just pretend that nothing's going wrong and just have this pretty happy-go-lucky mid-50s Christmas. We have to stand fast our faith. We have to stand fast the confession of our faith. We have to cling to Jesus. We have to cling to our salvation. We have to cling to what is true and what is holy. Jesus was attacked from the moment he was born. They wanted to kill him, Herod, and then over and over and over and over and over again until they succeeded and then he was raised from the dead. And then everybody after that that believed on him, they wanted to kill them too. And we're coming full circle and there's a great hostility against the church. But in light that this is Christmas, I do want to teach on Christmas, but we can't just go getting all, you know, southern religious. I want to show you how family is important with Christmas from the very beginning. We know family's under attack. But the other thing I want to accomplish in our brief little sermonette tonight, I want to show you how important women are to God. Because without women from the very beginning, there would be no Christ child. There would be no Jesus. The promise of the Messiah was made to the woman. It's not made to man. Now we know it's made to man, but the promise, the first prophecy was spoken to Eve. The prophecy was directly to the first woman, and he said, The seed of Satan will hate your seed. He didn't say that to Adam, he said that to the woman. And What I want to show us tonight, because women are under attack too, marriage is under attack, uh, everything that is holy unto God is under attack, and we're watching the world yield to the spirit of Antichrist to just dissolve and make everything equal and everything neutral, and it's demonic. So turn, if you would, to Genesis chapter 3. We know that marriage is God's idea, and uh, we're, we're going to weave this theme throughout for the next little bit, marriage, husband and wife, how woman was necessary to God. And what we're gonna see over and over again is how important women are. And hopefully I can encourage some of you women about how important you are to God, how necessary you are. We can also see how the world doesn't seem to think marriage is important anymore. We're making a mockery of marriage. Everything can be married now. Marry a tree if you want to, and then you can have communal rights, and then if you and the tree decide to get divorced, well, then you gotta go to divorce court so the tree can have his acre of land, and it's just, it's diabolical. It is demonic. But from the very beginning, we're going to look at the prophecy that kicked off Christmas. You ready? Genesis chapter 3. We know God looked at man and he said, It's not good for you to be alone, man. You need a woman. He didn't say, You need another dude. He didn't separate man and make another man and say, Wow, bazinga. He said, You need a woman. That was God's idea from the beginning. Anything apart from that is a damnable heresy. So in the beginning, God made marriage, man and wife, and God called it good, and they fell together. Genesis chapter 3, verse 12, the man said, the woman who you gave to be with me. Notice he didn't give a man. The woman who you gave to be with me. See, woman and man was God's perfect idea. Amen. All this other stuff's heresy. It's justification to stay the same and be a pervert. The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above all every beast of the field. Upon the belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Right there, that prophecy that Christmas kicked off 4,000 years later. It says, I'll put enmity between the devil's seed and between the woman's seed, her seed. It doesn't say his seed. So from the very beginning, woman was so instrumental to God, so critical absolutely critical and men, we need to realize how critical our women are you need to, man you need to realize how critical your wife is she was critical to God from the very 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 beginning she was God's idea for what made man complete and guys you're a fool if you think you can do it without her we need our women amen women you are so critical and unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception and sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of your life. We're gonna see, we see that it's gonna be a rough life but God promised a Messiah from the very beginning. He promised a seed and it was promised to a woman. Now, wonder we see marriage under attack. The very thing God said I will use to bring in the Messiah, the devil says, therefore, I hate it. The world hates it, and those that yield to the world hate it. And so we see from the very beginning, woman was so critical. God didn't make another man. He made a man and a woman, equal opposites that attract and that complement each other. Christmas began with a man and a woman, and for whatever reason, God's perfect wisdom said women are critical. Now, I wonder we see women trying to be men and men trying to be women and men not needing men, and women and women not needing men. It's a perversion. And the whole society's confused about it for some reason. It's not confusing. God wasn't confused. It took the enemy to come in and confuse it. The devil just got done getting a severe rebuke from the Lord. He, all he gets from the Lord is rebuke. He just got kicked out of heaven and now he's being swatted again. He said, heaven being cast to the earth is not low enough. Now you're going to slither on your belly. Keep it up, and we'll send you to hell eventually. All it gets is demotion. And so, come over here to Isaiah, chapter 7, I believe. We're going to see another reference to women being necessary in God's redemption. Isaiah chapter 7. If it was all about Adam and Steve, well, the Christians would be wrong, but we're not wrong. Amen. It's about Adam and Eve, man and wife, man and wife. Who'd ever thought we got to, we'd get to a place in America where for Christmas Eve we'd have to preach on man and wife? Who'd ever think we'd get here? Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14 very famous prophecy here. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive. Did you know Steve cannot conceive? <laughs> Chuck cannot conceive. Terry cannot conceive unless Terry is a woman. Jim cannot conceive only a woman can but this is the sign behold a virgin shall conceive we know this is speaking of Mary to come but here once again a woman is so instrumental in God's divine plan for salvation women listen to me God could not do what he wanted to do without you that's how critical you are and he needed a woman to be woman to accomplish what he wanted he didn't need a woman acting like a man In fact, you study the Bible, God never used a homosexual. Ever. He blessed marriages that were holy. He blessed relationships that were sacred. He says here, I'll give you a sign. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which we know means God is with us. The sign was that a woman would conceive. Once again, gentlemen, you need to see how critical women are. You need to be thankful for your wife. You need to be thankful for what she's capable of doing. God chose women. From the beginning, it was woman. Here, halfway through the Bible, it's a woman. God needs man and wife. God doesn't need women acting all tough like I don't need a man. I can do it. I'm a he-man, woman-hater, or she-man, man-hater, or I'm tough and he designed for us to be together. Christmas is all about family. Our our parents got that. This generation doesn't get that, and you can't have true Christmas without being a holy family. God does not endorse matrimony outside of the male-female relationship. If you believe otherwise, you are deceived. He didn't say, behold, I'll give you a sign. A dude will conceive. <laughs> Dudes don't conceive. Not at all. But this was the sign. A virgin shall conceive, a bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Come to Matthew chapter 1. <laughs> Who'd ever thought the, the, the nativity Christmas story would preach against homosexuality? God's word is infinite. It can accomplish anything he needs it to. Matthew chapter one. Pastor, why would you take a Christmas Eve service (laughs) to teach on this? All I can say is that the Lord doesn't really acknowledge Christmas Eve versus Sunday morning services. He just deals with issues at hand and uses the word to speak against it. The conversation we're all going to have this week is going to be about this whole gay thing with your family and extended family. If you have a family get-together, this is going to be the topic at hand. And so we're just going to give you word that you can use and should some knuckle-headed, backslidden Christian in your family say, blah, blah, blah. You can say, well, if it was Adam and Steve, Jesus could never be born. So God used God family to save mankind, not San Francisco family. Now, we don't make fun of that lifestyle. They need Jesus. But our culture's gone stupid. And it's cool to be stupid now. And if you're not stupid, then you're stupid. Well, either way, we're stupid, so let's choose the lesser of the two stupids. (laughs) Let me be stupid in the eyes of the world, but wise in the eyes of God. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Wait a minute, Jesus had a, a mom and a dad? Wait, God, you're messed up. You gave your son a mom and a dad, not two dads? Not two moms? Not two moms and a dad? You gave them a mom and a dad, Jesus had a mother and a father. Folks want to say God made them some weird way. No, God sets the standard here. When, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, Joseph, her husband, she didn't have a wife and he didn't have a husband. He had a wife, she had a husband. That's how it was supposed to be. I haven't found gay marriage anywhere in the Bible. So you can't say God sanctions it because he doesn't. When God decided to save the world from themselves, he went back to his original design in the garden, man and wife. Holy matrimony. We, we could go ahead and pass all the laws of the land and make matrimony legal for dogs and cats and trees and pickle jars, I suppose. You can marry what you want to, but that will never make it holy matrimony it may be godless matrimony it may be demonized matrimony but it won't be a holy matrimony and here holy matrimony you could be two two total pagans but if a husband and a wife that'll be holy matrimony because it's what God sanctioned we can make up all sorts of stuff the real question is what is God sanctioning God only has to bless what he sanctions he does not bless anything else And notice also, she conceived before they were married, but the Lord didn't want his son to be born illegitimate. The Lord did not want his son Jesus. God Almighty didn't want his son Jesus to be born illegitimate. So he tells Joseph in a dream, go ahead and marry her. This thing's of God. But while he thought on these things, excuse me, verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not a pervert, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel Lord appeared on him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in hers of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth the son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Notice the Lord still deals with the husband first. Mary didn't get to name her baby. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden and took unto him his wife, not a husband. So Christmas even preaches against homosexuality. Why is this so confusing? But this is the day we live in. We come to church to be washed. We come to church to be minded, reminded of what God did in the beginning. That The Christmas story is about a young man and his virgin wife who's, who's pregnant with the Christ child, and a man taking care of his wife and his baby-to-be who he's gonna have to adopt because it's not really his. Christmas is about the sacrifice you make for family. Christmas is about loving that woman who God is using to accomplish His plan in the earth. I might ask, what if, gentlemen, what if it was us married to Mary? Is the way we treat our wife right now, would that be tolerated of God Almighty if her name was Mary? How do you think Joseph treated Mary once he found out that God had put a baby in her? The fact that angels appeared to Joseph several times. I'm sure he tread very, 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 very lightly because if the angels are always showing up telling you what to do because of this baby, one of those days the angel might show up and say, and by the way, we don't like the way you're treating her. Christmas is about family. That's what we always get excited about. Family, family. Let's talk about family. What family is? Husband and wife, period. Amen. What family's not? Bob and Steve. That's not family. That's an abomination God loves Bob and Steve but they're lost in their sin family is all about you taking care of your wife as if she were Mary providing for her letting her ride on the donkey because she's great with child and you walk family's all about you providing a place for her when she's in distress and about to give birth and you, you fretting over taking care of her that's Christmas it's not about gifts it's not about money It's not about fake Christmas reunion tomorrow, about folks you can't stand to be with. It's Christmas. It started with family. It was prophesied with family present. It carried on to God's family in Isaiah, and now we see the fruition of it with Joseph and his new family. Think about the pressure on Joseph. You're responsible for properly training up the Son of God, and he'd never done it before. He'd never had a kid before that's the kind of job you give to somebody who's raised up 25 kids and had plenty of practice. But the Lord gives it to the least competent person, the least capable person. And that speaks to us today. The Lord's gonna ask you to do stuff you've never done before. And you're gonna say, I'm not qualified. And he's gonna say, I know. But you know how to come to me for help. That's why I picked you. Everybody wants to be perfect before they're used. God uses you because you're not perfect. He picked two people who'd never had any children before. And then when the child they get is God and God says, don't mess me up. (laughs) You know, the Holy Spirit didn't just come upon Jesus to grow in favor and wisdom with God, and man, but had to come upon Mary and Joseph, too. It's all about family. Everybody loves Christmas because it's family. I just want to be. I don't want to work. It's Christmas Eve, boss. I want to be with family. And then we get home and treat each other like dogs. I'm not capable of teaching religious sermons about three wise men and shepherds and a little baby in a manger. I really try to, at times, it just doesn't ever come out that way. (laughs) Christmas is about family, but husbands, you make sure you stay in charge, knowing that the Holy Ghost has come upon your wife because your wife is ever critical to the Lord Jesus. Husbands, maybe we ought to consider, ask ourselves, if I were to treat Mary the way I treat my wife, would the angel appear to me and have something bad to say to me? Or if my wife was Mary, would the angel show up and say, you're doing an awesome job taking care of the mother of Jesus? Because either way, the kids you have, those are God's kids too. And the woman that the Lord's given you, that's still a daughter of God who the Holy Spirit wants to come upon and bring about great things. I want you to keep in mind that without women there would be no salvation. Amen. The unique thing about Christianity is that it's the it's the only religion period that exalts women on equal level with men. Islam does not. Name one famous Muslim woman from the Quran. Name one famous Muslim woman period from the from Muslim days. Nothing. Hinduism, nada. Buddhism, uh uh-uh. It's all man-centric because it's all demonized. But the second character in the Bible is Eve. You got a whole book named after Ruth. You got all these great women. You've got Deborah and you've got uh, Abigail and you've got Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and you've got Zipporah. You have all these women in the Bible over and over and over and over and over and over over again. Leah and Rachel and Rebecca and Sarah. And the Bible gives them credence and credibility and they're named and they're allowed to speak and they're allowed to preach and they're allowed to do great things. It's one of the unique things about our holy book. It treats women just as equal and God even acknowledges them greater than men sometimes. And our religion is called chauvinistic by the same folks that want dudes to marry and women to look like men. So Christmas is about family. I guess we should set set the record straight for those of us that already knew what family's supposed to look like. But also, ladies, I want you to see that the Lord told Joseph, she's carrying the kid, but you get to name him because you're still head of the household. You will call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. The Lord's still honoring what he set up in the garden because the Lord doesn't break his rules though we do he's always going to bring us back to his rules come to Revelation let me show you how the whole Bible ends up (laughs) Revelation 21 we see husband and wife in the beginning because Christmas is about family we see husband and wife in the gospels because Christmas is about family Revelation 21, verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. So don't worry about the whales. They won't be there either. (laughs) Or the baby seals. (laughs) Verse 2. And I, John, saw the holy city. New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a husband adorned for her husband. Prepare, it grieves me to even say that. Prepared as a bride adorned for her bride. No, no. This whole thing wraps up with another marriage. Another husband, another wife. Jesus Christ in a city who is called his bride. Started with a husband and a wife, ends with Jesus and a wife. And in between there, it was all brought about by a husband and a wife. You can't escape this thing. To say that God endorses it is a lie. To say that God, the Bible supports it, is heresy. To say that God understands is ignorance. To say that we should accept it is damning. Now I accept the Bible. And I don't see anywhere where family is anything but a husband and a wife and children serving God at the holy altars of God. That's Christmas. We forget it took a man and a woman to raise a child to become the son of God to die for our sins. Look at that again. I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. Uh, look at chapter 22, verse 17. And the spirit and the bride say, come. Notice there's still a bride there. God is still dealing with husbands and wives, grooms and brides. There's not a single parable in the gospels that deal with men and men. It's all husbands and wives. This is Christmas. Family, prepare you because you're gonna have these conversations. How can a society be so ignorant about what God originated? How can you sit there and celebrate Christmas and not remember what a family really is? And it's not just a gay thing, straight marriages dissolve. Because wives don't respect their husbands and husbands can't honor their wives. So things fall apart. We're not trying to condemn anybody. We're just reminding you of what God said in the beginning. If we don't remember what God said, then all our Christmas celebration is is just false. It's just fakery. It's really just about gifts and food and family that we don't like. But if we're going to keep Jesus Christ in the center of this, you cannot separate Jesus from his word. Women have been critical from the very beginning. Gentlemen, make sure you're treating your wife as if she were the Virgin Mary. Amen. Wives, you make sure Joseph still has the right to call the shots. Amen. And all of us, don't forget what a husband and a wife is all about, what marriage is all about, what children are all about. God's not confused about any of this. Genesis to Revelation husband and wife. Husband and wife. Husband and wife. And don't let anybody speak for what Christians are supposed to believe. Well, real Christians don't teach that. Those aren't real Christians. I'm a real Christian. This is what we teach. Now, that may be another odd Christmas sermon, but we can't act like it's the 1960s anymore. We can't act like it's the 1980s anymore. This stuff's knocking on our door. This stuff's pounding on the door of the church. I had a recent conversation with a good preacher friend of mine who pastors a very large church. He told me, he said, I stood in front of my church, large church, and he said, let me be very clear. Me and this church stand for godly marriage, not gay marriage, not lesbian marriage, not homosexual marriage. If they make a law saying I can't preach against it, you'll come bail me out of jail because this church will stand for marriage. This thing's trying to creep in everywhere. And it's this lying spirit in the land. It looks to even make fun of Christmas. So we're going to still honor Jesus Christ. I really, I don't know how else to encourage you with some kind of Christmas story. I don't, you know the story. Go home, and read Luke, all, Luke 1, 2, and 3 if you want more Christmas. Pop in Miracle on 34th Street if you want to, if you want more Christmas. <laughs> but when this is the thing screaming at us, when we're supposed to be celebrating the birth of our Savior, we're going to scream back. Amen preach back and say, Father, I thank you that I'm straight. And you gave me a husband or you gave me a wife and you gave me kids or one day you're going to give me a good man or a good woman and I'm going to honor you with it and I won't be confused. You open the door just a little bit. That thing will get all over you. Amen. Now listen, we love gay people. They need deliverance. They've been lied to. God doesn't make homosexuality. No, no. Homosexuality doesn't make homosexuality. Homosexuality makes nothing. It has to adopt everything. Because Steve can't conceive, and neither can Chuck or Bob or Larry or Tony. Only a woman can. God gave women that ability to create life. Amen.